If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Welcome and hello to our world with your host, Netboy and Doc. I hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful day over here. What about with you, Net? Uh, everything's good. It was a great weekend, uh, fun activities. I was up in Poconos and just relaxing and enjoying myself. How's everything with you? Beautiful, man. I, I, I kept it close to the vest. I was home uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Did you guys have any snow up there? No snow. We actually got a chance to actually turn on the grill and barbecue. It was actually perfect weather. Oh, get out of town. Did you go to the fire range up there? I uh, went to the fire range there last year, which I realized I wasn't a good shot. So I need to actually practice that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've, I've been up there several times myself. It's a great place to go golfing. Poconos got some great golf courses. That whole that area in Jersey, that whole Delaware Gap. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. So I guess you didn't have too much time to spend on the NBA All-Star Weekend. Actually, uh, actually, uh, we did get a chance to see the game and some of the activities from Saturday night. Oh, man, we wish we all could get that time back, I'm sure. That was... Yeah, uh, this disastrous. This was, <laughs> this, this was the worst, man. I mean, anytime someone scores, uh, what was it, one ninety two to one eighty two or something like that. Yeah, and you know what? They didn't even, uh, they didn't even pretend to pretend to pretend to be anything resembling a basketball game. The slam dunk contest was <laughs> was horrible. But I'm gonna tell you who set the tone for the whole thing. Clay Thompson not even making it out of the first round for the three point shoot. It went downhill from there. Because we, oh, I, I actually missed that. Did he uh, shoot, did he shoot well or no? He, he didn't did shoot well. well. He didn't shoot well. He didn't shoot well. Then they had some kind of uh, after the three point contest. They had some thing for charity for Craig Sager, and uh, Steph Curry went out there and did his best DJ Khalid impersonation by missing like eight straight three-pointers and kept you know you know how you beg for the ball back like i'll hit the next one i'll hit the next one and then he missed and he missed and he missed so much that they brought other people on the court it was it was crazy oh my god off night <laughs> you yeah, know what nba nba needs to figure out something on how to revamp all star because i guess these new players caliber of players just don't really care as much you know what it is everybody's a multi-gazillionaire and it's just like they say, why bother? The little chump change, 50 grand, you know, they, they spent that on the weekend going to parties. It's, it's, it's become, they become too big. It's, they just want to go for three days and have their ass kicks, kissed by the rappers going to the parties, the girls. They don't want to really even do anything athletic. I thought of something that'd be great. If you're going to have a game, the lead voter in the West, the lead voter in the East, all the other All-Stars, let them do just like we do in the park. Pick your team. That would cause some friction, and guys would actually play. Yeah, that would actually be a good thing. Um, someone else, I think it was Stephen A. Smith suggested throwing out like a million dollars for someone's charity or something like that. See, that might get those guys to do the uh, slam dunk and stuff. Because there are people that's not, you know, there's some people in this league who dunk, 
but they're not dunking for 50 grand. LeBron's no. not dunk. I mean, LeBron has more to lose than the game by losing a dunk contest. So, yeah, he, I at can this see, age, yeah. At this age, I don't think he'll even ever participate in a dunk contest. As far as if he didn't do it in his first couple of years, it's a wrap. Yeah, but this was uh this was a, a very and usually for me, All Star Week in the last five years has been destroyed thoroughly by that fucking Kevin Kevin Hart. He usually destroys my All-Star Weekend. And I didn't even see him this weekend, so I can't blame him for what happened. Well, I must say, when he's in the celebrity game, it was much better than what they showed on Friday night. Because, one, I didn't know too many people that was playing, and that was even hard. That was hard. I think by halftime, it was getting blown up by like 30 points. I didn't watch a drop of that. I didn't watch uh, Friday nights at all. I think I was watching uh, Bellator. I might have been watching Bellator, which is always like the poor version of UFC, and they had UFC this weekend, and that wasn't too hot either. So I'm not going to waste any time. You know, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you believe the earth is flat like Kyrie Irving? I don't know how people keep getting back to this earth is flat business. It's like you want to skip like the first 12 years of school to think that the earth is flat. Now, this is a dookie here, and dookies are smart people. You know what I mean? Dookies are smart people. So I, I think I think Kyrie's actually screwing with us. Maybe it's some kind of bet that they have in the locker room. Let's see how many people that we can get, because we're living in an age right now, and I'm kind of very, I'm not kind of, I'm ashamed of a lot of my people. They think that they're waking up to stuff, and they're actually becoming stupider, dumber than they were before by thinking that they're so conscious of everything that's going on around them, you know. Uh, and, and this is just one of those theories. Everything's a lie. Everything you've ever been taught is a lie. One plus one is not even two. You know, yeah, I don't understand the way these, these these guys are thinking. I mean, it's like every few years someone comes on and say, "Oh, the Earth is flat," and then they re, then a couple of weeks later after the backlash, they recant. Yeah, well, he, you know what? He got people now to be on TV, no data, no research, no smartness, and they're also agreeing a hundred percent. Oh yeah, maybe Kylie, Professor Physics. Scientist Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers, has figured out what no man before him could figure out that the earth is flat. Yeah, so Christopher Columbus. Yeah, I mean, all the scientists, all these people have just, they're just full of crap. Everybody's full of crap. And my thing is this if the earth is flat, and, as opposed to it being round, who does that benefit? What is the benefit of telling us that lie? That's all I don't understand. I don't even know how did this even come up. You know, they ask they they ask these guys like nine million questions while they at these all star games because they don't know what else to do. Think about it. You've been sitting in front of a camera for three hours. It gets kind of bored, boring. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to ask them. So they they ask them stuff like, "What was your favorite cereal when you was in fourth grade?" You know, that's how, that's how stupid the questions get after a while. Oh, so I guess one of the questions was, do you believe the earth is flat? Yeah, they, well, they, I guess they asked him something about, like, you know, what do you think about the earth? And, and he just went on and said, you know what? Basically, Kyrie was saying they lied to us about every damn thing known to man, which we know there's a lot of lies that we believe as truths. Yeah. But this, I mean, some of them, but they're always for some form of benefit. This one, I don't see, other than selling globes. And, I, you know, globes are not a big business. I don't own one in my house. Do you have a globe? Maybe your daughter does. But I don't own a globe. No, I don't own a globe. I had a bar that was in the shape of a globe that it printed, but no. Yeah, most people don't go out and own globes. So what would be the benefit of telling people that the earth is round unless the earth was indeed round? Yeah, that would be something stupid to lie about. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's enough real shit to lie about. I mean, we got a president who does it to us constantly, daily, nonstop. 
and then tells us, what are you going to do? Believe the lie or believe the lie that I'm telling you I'm lying? So, you know, he's, you know, this dude, man, you could Trump, you could talk about Trump like literally day and night until your head explodes. But I won't let this guy completely own every aspect of my life. I just can't. I don't live in that kind of fear. Yeah, me neither. I was just, he just provides something every single day that it's hard not to talk about. Well, that is true. That is true. He's, uh, he is beyond amazing. And think about it. We've seen this Trump guy basically our whole lives. We had no clue he was this guy. None I mean, whatsoever. Anyone that takes the, a reality show realtor or, I guess, a brander and makes, makes him the president of the country, uh, I guess it's, we, we have to be some sick people as well. Man, you know what it is? Social media actually is the number one ruler of the world right now. You would have to literally pay people, and I mean good amount of money, for them to disconnect from their cell phone and the internet for any distance of time. I mean, I have to admit, I'm guilty too. One of the first things I do in the morning when I get up is I check my phone. I mean, because that is that is your conduit into the world. If somebody gets sick, somebody goes in the hospital, people are going to text you before they do anything else. Yep. You know, it's not like the old days where, you know, my day... You had the no phone numbers or key pieces of paper in your wallet. You need to keep a quarter because there was no cell phones. You were going to a phone booth. People under the age of 25, I don't even know if they know what a phone booth really is. Now, let me ask you, do you, is there any one number that you actually remember besides your wife? No, uh, no. And you know what? I used to be able to remember 20, 25 numbers. Easy. Because that was a part of your life. You needed to do that. Yep, I agree. I remember two numbers now. Her cell phone, my house home number. That is it. Oh, you have, you, well, I, can, I don't even know my house number. But I, 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 I know my mom number and my girl number. That's probably it. No, I know my house number because I need to use that when I, you know, like, if I conduct any kind of business or order something, they, you know, you go on these online sites, they be asking you for your home number. So I'd rather give my home number than my cell number anyway. So uh, I always think that because I don't give my home number because I'm like, they always feel like they sell it to third parties and then I get all these unsolicited phone calls. So if they call my phone, because I, I tend not to pick up numbers I don't know anyway, or sometimes with, with my phone, they'll say, oh, this is a spam call. Well, you know what? I don't mind that anymore because I hate these fuckers. I hate Time Warner. I will say that. Well, I won't know. I don't know about Time Warner New York because Time Warner, when I was in New York, I had cable vision and they were fine. But Time Warner North Carolina is a horrible system run by very lazy people. Always, I mean, three or four times a month, I have to reset all my boxes. You know how much I'm paying in the ass? Right while you're taping a good program, that's when it goes down. No wind, no snow, no rain, no nothing. Just dies down. The box blanks out. You got to reset it. But one thing they do have, they have a screening program where you can go online and put numbers in. Like, say you get these bad calls, you put these numbers in, man, your phone yeah. your phone will ring once or twice and it just disappears. It doesn't go to your voicemail. It just goes nowhere. And I love that. That's one thing I will say that I do like about them. They didn't. They haven't. Uh, Spectrum haven't moved into North Carolina because they bought Time Warner, and up here they already changed us all over to. Spectrum. Well, we are Spectrum, and Spectrum is shittier than Time Warner was. They didn't give you all the new uh, boxes and stuff. No, I got brand new boxes, brand new wiring, everything. I got three oh, boxes. I got oh, three damn. boxes of DVR, brand new wiring. I got the internet and the phone. And it's just, I don't know what it is, our infrastructure down here. Man, I've been down here about going on five years, at least 10 blackouts. At no less than 10 blackouts I've had. <laughs> and, and, and once again, we're not talking heavy winds, heavy rain, heavy snow. 
just it could be a sunny day, 75 degrees, and you just blacked out for no fucking reason at all. Oh, yeah, kind of like North Carolina need to update their uh, infrastructure. There. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Bonnie and Fred is running the engineering down here. And I'm talking <laughs> about Fred Flintstone and Bonnie Rubble. <laughs> you know, we we we. It's it's stony. It's, in some ways, this is a great place. In other ways, boy, this. I mean, you know, I you know, I guess it's just the New York in me. I'm I'm chop 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 chop. You know, and that's the way things go. Here's like we'll take care of it tomorrow. Can we do it tomorrow? Can we do it later? I'm not used to that mentality. I don't think I ever get used to it. I know. I think I said it before when I went there. I said the service is always different the further south you go. When I was in Atlanta, I went to a a diner, and I ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese. It took almost an hour and ten minutes for them to make it bacon, egg, and cheese. Well, they had to, they was had to, they I was had to kill the chicken. The, 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 the waitress just apologized. She, she ended up comping me for it, but I'm like, I sat here over an hour for a bacon, egg, and cheese. That makes no sense at all. It's just, that's just the way it goes. You You are correct. Once you get past, like, uh, Virginia, things start changing. From Virginia, and that means through Florida, because Florida is a, is a, is a whack job in itself. Yeah, I think as, um, once the accents keep getting thicker and thicker and thicker, it's like the service gets a little slower and slower. Yeah, they just don't give a fuck, man. It's like, we don't care. You sit there. You know, because our people ain't going to complain. Where are you some uppity, oh, he's some uppity northerner, you know? Yeah, you expect too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you want me to do? That's the look I get all day long when I go to a store. Don't ask a question in like a market, uh, like a, a, a mall. They don't, you're like New York, they sweat the shit out of you soon. May I help you? You know, if you see anything you need, just ask here. They let you. Yep. You could walk around Macy's down here for five hours and nobody will ever say, you looking for anything? <laughs> <laughs> you could just get a, if you if you had a sleeping bag, you roll that shit up and sit in the corner. I don't know why the homeless would live outside in North Carolina. Until the business is closed, you could just sit on inside a store all day and just take a nap. Nobody <laughs> will notice you. <laughs> nobody would even fucking notice that you're there, man. That's that's the same. One thing you can't miss about New York is these the rat is still rat infested. Um, I don't know if you heard, but they have it. Uh, it was a building in the Bronx where someone died from rat urine. Oh my God, man! What the hell is that? The smell poisoned them? Uh, no, I guess the, the, this building that they the rat urine was so much that they was tracing it back and forth with their shoes in their apartments and. He got sick. I forgot the name of the disease behind it, but he ended up dying, and a couple other people ended up getting sick behind it. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, uh, New York City and rats. I, used, I, I remember there was one train. What train station? 33rd Street on the, um, I think it's the 4 and the 5 line. You would always see them on the, uh, not, in the not in the tunnel, but on the uh, platform with you. Platform? <laughs> The platform, man. Yeah, that's insane. I see them every now and then on a platform, but my I got my my brother actually works for MTA, and he's like, when you got to go in them garbage rooms, they all running around in there. Oh man, you know what? That's that's one thing I don't miss. You know, the other day though, I at four o'clock in the morning, I hear this weird ass sound. I mean, a sound I've never heard before in my life. So I said, let me look out the deck. I got to see what that is. Fucking fox is walking right by. <laughs> and I'm talking about this fox was pimp walking under the under the, uh, the street light. He was chilling. I ain't never seen an animal chilling, chilling out so much. This fox was like, whatever's out here, your ass is mine. I mean, I didn't call no animal protection or anything because it's not uncommon to see like, I see deer, <laughs> I see possum. You know, I've seen all kinds of shit, but this is the second time I've seen Fox, but it's the first time I've seen him walk right by the crib. Oh, damn. Somebody got dinner. 
Yeah, and you know, I was told that when we first moved down here, like three blocks away from me, a woman got bit by a diamondback snake and died. So, you know, you know, this this place used to be a national park until they built it up. Oh, damn. Sound like you're in the middle of the zoo. No, <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Trust me. It's uh it's it's uh where I'm at is 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 really nice, but it's they have not done this is not like a 75, 80-year-old infrastructure uh, neighborhood where people have lived. You could tell that maybe 40 years ago, nobody was living here. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you come down here, four-story buildings are tall buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty used to that once you leave New York. Yeah, you know, four-story buildings, it's it's, it's not like you, you know... there are other areas where you're going to have gigantic buildings, you know, due to schools, this, that, and the other, but no, 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 no. Over here is, I don't even know how to really describe it. I always describe it in a manner that pisses my wife off. I, I know we're out in the suburbs, but it's not <laughs> rural. So it's kind of, you know, I mean, because I had been on roads down here. I remember one time, me and my wife, we came down, and I really didn't know my way around, and I took a wrong turn. And see, the thing about when you live in a place like North Carolina, you take wrong turns, you end up in places like um, Deliverance. I was on this fucking road, man, that led to nowhere forever. I mean, literally forever. When you get out the car and there's no, uh, you have no bars on your phone, even though it's fully charged. And it was some shit like Carpenter Pond Road. And we was like... Where is this road take? And all you see is like one big ass farmhouse for miles. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's a very uncomfortable feeling. You're like, man, yeah. I want to get back to the. Where is the main road? So before you know it, you turned the wrong way. GPS is now telling you, I don't even know you. I don't know where you are. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I experienced that this weekend, man. GPS sucks when you go to these uh, areas where it's low cells towers or anything like that yeah and people haven't drove through with the google trucks it's like where the hell are where are you when your gps is asking you where the hell are you you got problems exactly i got lost this weekend looking for a house and it just kept leading me in the wrong direction it got to the point where i was like i got to figure this out on my own and i think that's that's what's wrong with technology has made us weak it's hard to figure these things out Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't have to go out and hunt, kill, and find anymore. That 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 day is over. Oh. Yeah. I had a friend who said, remember the days of MapQuest where you had to, like, punch in your destination and print it out, and you're trying to drive and read at the same time? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, you know, I, I'm lucky like that. You Some things you just get, well, I guess it takes some time to... If you made the trip several times, you now have to definitely rely on your memory where you should be going, turning, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because there's there's areas around me I still don't know after four plus years at all. And I don't care to know them. (laughs) It's like, what am I going over there for? Exactly. What is, if there's nothing over there, because I could end up I mean, the thing is, I don't like getting lost for two, three hours. That's just not fun. No, I, I don't want to be lost, period. So I, I have no patience. Yeah, and, and you got that one of the easy. You ask me, New York is the easiest city to get around because the numbers, the names, is quite. Now, the, the place that always threw me off the most was certain parts of Queens. Because you go to certain parts of Queens, you got street. Road, route, and then avenue. And they all got the same number. Say 47th Street. 47th Avenue, route, street. And it'd be like boom, 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 boom. And I'd be like, damn, I just want to get back to that main road. (laughs) Yeah, I'm only good in the Bronx and and, and Manhattan because it works by the number system. Yeah, Brooklyn is mostly names. We have numbers in Brooklyn, too. A lot of number streets, but mostly... Their names and avenues. You find the main avenue to any neighborhood, and you can get in and you can get out. You get to a train. That is definitely if you're traveling by foot or 
bus or train easy. Now, by car is a whole different thing. Yeah, cars are, cars are zoo in Brooklyn. I had a friend one time driving him home to Brooklyn, and he's like, oh, make this right, and I made it the right, and I'm on to oncoming traffic. I'm like, man, you don't know where the hell you live. Pulled over at the next train station stop. I thought it was like, you got to get out. Listen, driving people home, it's always going to be that you don't know where you live. And you wonder what the hell happened to people. It's like, you know what, just get me where I got to go. That's their mentality. Get me where I got to go. You know, man, I'm a uh, I'm a big Nike whore. Are you you like Under Armour uh, footwear? Uh, I don't own any Under Armour footwear, but maybe if I was playing basketball and I saw a pair of sneakers, maybe I'd just grab it, but... As far as that, I mean, I've seen some of the like basketball clothes that look cool, but I'm not. I'm not willing to spend that type of money on them. Man, you know what? I I have not seen you know, especially that Kerry stuff. I hate that Kerry stuff, and I'm not a big super color guy. You know, I'm not wearing purple and and and, and yellow. That's not oh. really going to be my footwear today. I got nothing <laughs> on. The, I have nothing upstairs to match. With bright purple sneakers. Oh yeah, you know those are the ones you guys didn't go out and buy an outfit for. Cause you know they catching hell right now under armor. Seems like everybody that's associated with them kind of wants to get away from them. Now, this is the thing you can't make, and we're living in a time right now. You can't say anything good about Trump and then expect people to be happy about it. Yeah, especially when you're. Uh, your your spokespeople are people of color. Exactly. You know. And the week before, you seen the week before, the two weeks before, you saw what happened to Uber. So why would you then go out and make a statement in regards to Trump? Yeah, you should just left it alone. Don't say nothing. Yeah, when you get a guy like The Rock and and uh, Kerry to actually say something, and those guys don't say nothing about nothing. When they say something, it means something. Yeah, we live in a time right now for someone like The Rock to say something. He doesn't want to get pushed back from his fans and stuff, so of course he's going to say anything, and especially if you're a minority. Yeah, if you're a minority, you, know, you think about it. His family are immigrants, not like third, fourth, fifth generation. Right before him, his grandfather. You know what I yep. mean? His mama. Yep. You know, matter of fact, talking about the rock and wrestling, man, they had a bad weekend. Wrestling had a very bad weekend. You know, uh, three deaths. Oh, the three, yes, yes. I know George Animal still died. Ivan Koloff died. Koloff. Who's the third? Nicole Bass. Remember, Nicole Bass was the built woman who was actually bigger than China, but she didn't really do anything. I think she was like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, she had the dead eye, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but see, I'm a big, I, I know Nicole because I'm a, a Howard Stern fan, and Nicole has been on Howard Stern for like 20 years. Actually, even oh. before she got involved with the WWE, when she was just the world's largest female bodybuilder. Okay. So, you know, watching George the Animal Steel and Ivan Koloff, that's a big part of my youth right there, man. Pretty soon, it's like all the guys from my day will be gone. Well, most of the guys from my day are gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I still got Bruno and Flair. And Flair's, Flair doesn't even go back as far as George and, um, you know, it's just really Bruno San Martino. Yeah, but, but I'm saying the guys that you like are walking around. The guys I grew up with in the '90s are mostly dead. Oh, you know what? Because every damn one of them is dope fiends. I mean, <laughs> I watched I watched some program. I forget which one it was. I didn't even know that Shawn Michaels was just as bad a drug addict as everybody else too. Yeah, and now he looks it. And you know the crazy part. That these guys were still able to go out there and perform, man. How the hell are you able to still go out there and perform, jump around, do all that stuff, remember your lines, not break somebody's neck, and be high as a kite? 
Yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't trust someone to... If I know that you was a known drug addict or alcoholic or you was binging before we had a match, I'm not going to trust you in that ring. So I'm hoping none of that was going on before a match where someone could get physically hurt. But then let me ask you a question. You couldn't have been a wrestler in the WWE between like 92 and like 2004. Who the (laughs) hell wasn't high? I mean, think about it. Throw on one of those old pay-per-views. Everybody's high. Kurt Angle's high. Uh, uh, Benoit, this one, that one. Uh, Eddie, everybody is high. Uh, Mr. Perfect, this, uh, like, the only one they said didn't get high was, like, Triple H. So you would have had to trust him and Stone Cold. You would have had to trust. And he's getting drunk right in your face in the ring. (laughs) Because I don't care what his tolerance is. That man is guzzling 12, 15 beers in two minutes, man. That has to give anybody a buzz. Yeah, you got to get some form of buzz. Yeah, you have to have some kind of buzz, man. I mean, I can understand that you're not like, okay, shit, I'm not drunk because I'm a big, huge man. And I have some tolerance, but, you know, you're going to have to feel something. Hey, man, I got to ask you something. This is this is about women. Uh, this is a woman thing. Uh, is your woman into planners? What do you mean, planner? Planners. These books. It's like an obsession with women to buy these fucking planners, man. Oh, no, 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 not at all. It, it passed her over. My wife yeah. obsessed with these fucking planners, man. We go to this like stores like Michaels, and there's stickers and this and there's that, and you know you can put your whole life in them. <laughs> I wonder how the hell did she? How did in the hell did that? She avoid that? Yeah, she, she she basically uses her cell phone for everything, and then. Uh, to to get me to do something, you she, we 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 share a, a Google Calendar, so she sends oh. me alerts. So the little lady's not into planners yet. That's just not her generation, huh? No, I don't think so. Okay, because they have this other thing, this damn lipstick alley, and like lipstick alley is like a woman's world, where they have their own news groups and stuff like that. And I guess only gay guys and them go there. And what they do is they, de- you know, I wish somebody from Lipstick Alley finds us. We could have either we'll be hated by 100,000 people overnight or we'll be have a huge following overnight. <laughs> because it's like all the women are hanging out there. You know. Do they still have like Tupperware parties, silverware parties, makeup parties and uh, what they call that? Avon and stuff like that. Man, you know what? I, I don't know. That's that sounds like old school. I mean, can't you even buy Girl Scout cookies online now? You don't even need a Girl Scout anymore, right? Oh, I don't know. I, see, I only see them pop up in my office building every now and then. Yeah, they 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 hit. We have a big Girl Scouts of America thing near me. So they they let you know when they'll be at certain like uh, supermarkets. See, we don't have like uh, there's no uh, but uh, bodegas here. These shits oh, okay. all markets, man. Like uh, block, two blocks markets. <laughs> there's no little. There's. I mean, I'm not in the area where there's mom and pop grocery store. That shit don't does not exist. There's no. I have not seen a bodega. Your type of area, do you have to, like, donate to, like, the fire department and stuff? Because I was in Pennsylvania this weekend, and on every day on the side of the road, the fire department was there with this boot asking for a donation, I guess, to pay for new equipment and stuff. Do they ask and call me incessantly? Yes, they do. They call my ass all the time. They call me, uh, do you want to donate to this? Do you want to donate to that? And and oh, you know we can't go to the market. It pisses my wife off because you go to say you say you go to a market, a store, and you spend a two hundred dollars on some crap, and then right before you leave, would you like to make a donation to such and so? So you feel kind of guilty, 
And in the beginning, you do it all the time. Then you'd be like, you know what? I take care of my own donations because I don't know who the hell these people are. Yeah. You know? I hate when you it in the store, especially like if you swipe your card. Right before you swipe your card, the machine says, would you like to make a donation to uh, such and such? I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to worry about this from the credit card machine too? Oh, the co- oh get out of here. See, I, I, this pisses me off because it happened to me again. I'm in the market the other day. Got a whole bunch of shit. I'm going to get my stuff, go home. And so there's a lady in front of me. She's paying one part of her bill with cash. No, with one credit card or debit card, whatever the hell she's using. The second part of her bill, a dollar and 43 fucking cents. She's paying with another card. <laughs> she's got her stuff spread out on the counter so much. That we don't, we thinking that, you know, this one item is not hers. And she was like, oh, no, that's mine. A dollar forty-three won't go in her pocket and pull out two, two George Washingtons. I mean, no cash. I mean, we're living in a world where people are not carrying, I mean, zero cash. She might have been broke if she used, if she didn't even have enough money on her credit, the first credit card she used to cover the and change. Yeah, well, I guess I don't know what the hell that was, man. But I mean, it's it's very I'm, it's very common now for me to see people less than I thought. That there used to be a time where there was a minimum before you could pull out a credit card for a payment. I guess that's out of the window. Yeah, because I guess this is what happens. I mean, we still have some stores in the city that maybe like five dollars, but if you have one store. I don't know how it's gonna work, but I'm saying let's say in this, let's say in the city for an example. If you have one store that's offering ten dollar minimum and the other store offering a five dollar minimum, everybody will go to the five dollar minimum store. It's the same way we used to have grocery stores that didn't take credit cards now, but the people started going to Dwayne Reed and CVS. Now all the delis are taking credit cards. See, me personally, I, I if I'm going to spend credit card money, it has to be a certain amount of money because I don't. I don't want something that's a dollar forty-three with interest and everything to be four dollars and forty-three cents. I just feel like I got robbed for a very <laughs> small item. What I probably do is I'll use my credit card, pay for it, so so I can get the rewards points, and then as soon as I get home, I just send the, send the payment off. Yeah, I try not to spend plastic. I mean, I do it if you go on trips. You go to airlines because I don't. I don't go to the airport and pay for my plane ticket in cash. So I do that from the comfort of my home. So that's credit card. Yeah. Rent a car, credit card. Hotel room, credit card. See, they are mandatory. But when I go out to dinner, I'm paying cash because I don't want that bill. Okay. You know, I did this. I'm not paying. I'm not gassing up with my credit card. I do that with cash. First of all, I don't trust a gas station at all with my credit card information. If you're going to have somebody be sneaky, it's going to be in the gas station, man. Because you might go to four or five different places that day before you realize, oh, shit, man, somebody got me. And I got got once in a gas station. I did it once down here, and I learned my lesson. I got home, man, and I had some somebody had ordered some kind of a fucking PlayStation on me. I was like, I did not order no PlayStation. <laughs> I called my credit card company, and it was like, listen, first of all, they're sending it to an address that's not my address. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not paying for that. And they took, they definitely, they took that one off my bill, and I was very happy they did. But I was like, okay, now I got to get a new card. New number, blah, blah, blah. And you feel violated because somebody's been inside, you know, they've been inside your personal stuff. Yeah, I think that's why I use cards more because I could just call my call the credit card company and be like, hey, listen, uh, especially if, you, if it's a service that I didn't like or that they didn't give me what I paid for, and my card would give me my money back. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but for instance, let's say... Uh, direct TV. I had Direct TV one time, and Direct you had to put your credit card down, and Direct TV uh, charged my card five hundred dollars because I had to cancel the service because the dish was removed by the building. 
Now, when I told DirecTV about the issue, they said, oh, well, you signed the contract. I was like, well, prove it. I didn't sign anything saying that I could have access, that this building allows access to DirecTV. They refused to give me the $500 back. So I was like, fine. Called the credit card company. Credit card company just took the um, charge off the bill because it wasn't authorized. Mm. That, was the end of, that was the end of that. Hey, man, so what is going on with Chris Cyborg? What's the deal with um, that? I know she was supposed to get suspended, but the, 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 the drug department decided to give her retroactive, to say that whatever she was using was actually for the benefit of therapy, and she wasn't actually using it illegally. So now she's going to be allowed to fight again in the UFC. Okay, but I thought Chris Cyborg, I mean, I didn't even know that she was suspended. Yeah, she was pending in suspension for after her last fight. She had tested positive for for something that she said she has she has to use for her weight cut because the weight cut was so drastic to get down to one forty. But they said in order to use that drug you have to notify the UFC or the Athletic uh, Commission. Yeah, before you take it. But she, uh, I guess she said she wasn't aware and she filled out the paperwork and they just approved her. So now she can fight the um, for that new title that the um, UFC has. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, those two, Holly Holmes filed an appeal to fight uh, that young lady, uh, DeRamine, again. Jermaine DeRamine. But you know what? I think DeRamine actually said, you know what? Because of the, the punches after the bell, she... Uh, but. She offered and said, you know what, I'm willing to fight her again because I don't think it was fair. But just because the two girls want to do it don't mean Dana's going to do shit. Yeah, uh, Cyborg already laughed at that. It was like, of course you want to fight her again instead of fighting me, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Cyborg's a monster, man. She, she really brings it. She's strong as hell. She's skilled. Actually, I feel bad that they created this, this weight title after she fought. At the other weight, yeah, she should have been the first one to fight for this title. And I think what happened was that it was a slap in the face. I think, especially for the UFC, wanted to build up Ronda Rousey, so they didn't really want to push for the Cyborg fight at a catch weight. So they kept saying, "Well, Cyborg will have to drop down to the one thirty-five, knowing for her to lose ten pounds of muscle." was going to be extremely hard for her to do without basically killing herself. So then they decided, you know what? We're going to let you fight catchweight with all the other women in the 135 division. Now Ronda loses. They had to create another division because I think that they're going to try to build Cyborg up as a monster. Yeah, which she is. Now, I'm going to tell you now, if you haven't seen it, and you want to see, well, I, I don't recommend you see it, but if you're interested in seeing this type of thing, Chris Cyborg does have a video out there where they filmed her going through the trials and tribulations of cutting weight because this woman is insane. She dropped 28 pounds in, I think it was three days to be able to fight that fight that she had in the UFC. And the pain and the mental anguish that she went through, they filmed the whole thing. Oh, so yeah, you can I, actually find this online. I don't know if it's in you can Google it or it's on YouTube. Seems like everything in his mother is somewhere on YouTube. So I'm sure you can find it. Chris Cyborg weight cut, uh, and it would be 2016. This is the one where she just did uh, last fight in 2016. I know a manager said that he was like she's basically she would kill herself trying to get the 135. So 140, they wanted to test out before going down to 135. I don't even think that was the right on the part of UFC. If you thought Ronda was the baddest woman on the planet, what's what's the problem in having a catchweight? You have a catchweight fight with everyone else. Ronda's not. Um, Ronda was far from the baddest woman. Yeah. Now a lot of people is walking those statements back. Joe Rogan just walked back a statement saying. He recalled saying that uh, Ronda Rousey could beat up several of the men in the UFC, and he just had to walk that back. Uh, I think it was last week. Yeah, you know what it is? Ronda was so protected by, not I'm not going to say Dana, but her her coach, 
Edmund, that when she got punched in the face, and I mean really got punched in the face, she was almost like, what the fuck just happened? She took it almost like she was being assaulted instead of a fighter saying, this is just a normal part of fighting. Yeah, I think it was Julia Pinner who said that if you was hired to spar with Ronda Rousey, that you wasn't allowed to really go really hard at her. You wasn't allowed to hit her. So if you're training and you're not allowed to be hit, how can what you expect to happen in the fight? You because the the fighter, your opponent is going to hit you. Yeah, you know what, man. When when I when I boxed, we sparred all the time. That was a big part of it. And a lot of times, we sparred with people that were not in our weight class. Okay, we would use pillow gloves from time to time. Sixteen ounce. Those are pillows. We call them pillows. So okay. I fought at one nineteen. I would spar with guys 155 just so that they could put the pressure on me. One, they would be bigger. They would be stronger. They would hit harder. So when I get into a fight with a guy 119, he's not hitting me as hard. I'm, uh, you know, steel sharp and steel. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they use the pillow sharp and steel technique. And it never, that is a failure every time. The only person who could use that defense is Floyd because Floyd doesn't get hit. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Floyd, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors that this fight might be happening, even though both camps, are, well, one camp is denying it, and the other camp is saying they're close. I am going to say this, and I'm going to side on this one. Floyd doesn't need the money, and I'm going to basically say fuck McConnor. I mean, Connor. The last thing this country needs is a loudmouth Irishman fighting a loudmouth black guy. It's we don't need the racial tension. I don't want this fight. I would. I mean, I, I don't want I mean, this fight. In the boxing world, Floyd's probably gonna whip his ass. But I'm just saying, the promotion leading up to this fight would People be probably be. one of the greatest promotions of all time. It's going to be the ugliest. You think that tr- Trump is going to come off like uh, uh, Sweetie Pie, uh, uh, Tweety Pie in the presidency, the shit he says compared to what these two. And I don't know, Connor might just cross the line and say something stupid and racist. <laughs> you understand? He might just go there. That is you true. Know, they, he always down from Ireland. We don't have that, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, what I just said was fine. Oh, what do you mean what I just said was a bad thing? You're crazy. I say what I want to say. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I think that if, you know, in a in a place that's already got a lot of tension, this, because it's not going to affect no other country the way it's going to affect this country. I mean, Connor's already talking, telling people in America what they should do. He's not even American. Yeah. <laughs> He just basically tells us, said, fuck Vince McMahon, and I stole his walk. Yeah, and, and uh, what do you say? You motherfuckers, what are you out there uh, complaining about Trump? Shut the hell up. <laughs> I mean, most people know better. See, nothing that Connor does hurts his brand. The more no, that he, outrageous he is, the better it is for him. Until he, like, really gets in the ring and get his ass whipped. Because once you get really whipped on, people tend to look at you a little differently. As long as you're winning, it's fine. But you want to know something about a guy like Connor? End of the day, if that bastard gets, say, say he gets this fight. So we're talking, I don't think he's doing this for less than 50. Less than 50. And yeah. it could be above 100 mil. He's going to go, thanks for the Bentley. Thanks for this fucking mansion. Thanks for the life that I'm going to live. He's not going to sweat how people react if he gets knocked out in the first round. Because, Connor, what I do see is he's going to turn this shit into a WWE event. As soon as something comes down that he don't like, he's, he's going to tackle. He's going to tackle Floyd. They better put something in the contract that if he does any shenanigans, they take his purse. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're a guy, like Floyd is a boxer, so he's used to boxing. Connor's a fighter where he used to throwing kicks, going to the ground, 
throwing punches. If you're starting to get your ass whipped, you would think robotics is going to kick in and you're going to do what you know how to do to get out of that situation. Yeah, muscle memory. I can see him kicking Floyd in the in the shin. Yeah, now, now, you know, if Floyd gets kicked in the shin, he's got to act like his fucking leg is broken. He can't, <laughs> he can't like, kind of blow that off. He's got to act like he just got shot. Yep. And say, you know what? This shit is over. Limp around, say blah, blah, blah. And and that's it, because I, I, I don't expect it to end well. I And it's not going to end well if it's a straight-up match in the ring with Connor because Connor can't handle what's going to come at him. What's going to come at him is going to be some devastating stuff that he's never seen that kind of speed. He's never seen that kind of elusiveness. He's going to have problems beyond anything. But you know what? Think about the kind of ass kicking you would take for 50 million. 50 million? I might get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Uh, Matter of fact, you know what? I'm getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. I'm talking about his mama while I step in the ring. I want him to <laughs> knock my fucking socks off. I'm going to think that he's not going to kill me with the blow. I want him to come in there, snit, snort, breathe like a bull. Let's get this over with. Now, if he decides he wants to put you in the corner and, like, beat your liver till you need an operation, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. But, <laughs> But 50, I mean, 50 million, 50 million, we're talking changing, not your life. We're talking changing your, the course of your generations in your, in your family. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why the UFC wasn't allowed to fight to happen, but like, it's not going to tarnish their brand and they're going to make money off of it. It's, it's just, just so, how much money? Yeah, I mean, Floyd's getting his 100 million regardless. So if if they want to take Connor's some percentage from Connor, I guess that's up to Connor. But I think that these guys who signed into the UFC needs to stipulate in their contract that they are allowed to go into another form of sport. Sports. That's like if you sign in a football contract and saying, "Well, you can't play baseball." They need to. Well, you know what? I I'm hoping for those guys to come together and get some kind of union or something because when I look at the uh, the purses for say a UFC say fight night and I see a guy made sixteen thousand, I'd be like, man, go get a he, job. He's literally putting his life on the line. He can get his arm snapped. You know what I mean? His leg broken. Sixteen grand. I see now that kind of money. No, I, I have no interest. No, none. Sixteen. Out of that sixteen, you still got to pay your corner man. You still got to pay taxes on it. So what are you coming home with? Four thousand? Yeah, and and it seemed like Dana will charge you for the fucking flight too. <laughs> hey man, you thought that was a free fucking flight to Vegas? No man, you pay for the flight. He's like an old school music. Uh, you you ever watch those movies uh, on uh, a musical acts? And how they, hey, man, we were just on tour with two number one records. Why we only got $10 a piece? Because you ate, motherfucker, and you traveled, and you had outfits, and we don't pay for shit. The only thing that's free on tour is the air. And if we pump that in the room, you're paying for that, too. Yep, these guys get everything. I don't know how these big promotions, they end up getting everything, and the people that's fighting gets crap. Man, one thing I will say I did really enjoy this weekend. MTV Classics did uh, 90 hours of 90s hip-hop. I didn't, oh, that. I didn't remember how good some of that music really was, man. Yeah, the 90s was the golden age. A lot of people say it was the golden age of hip-hop. And you know, that I, now that I look at it and think about it, it definitely was. 80s was like an infancy. infancy. Yeah. You know, you still were coming out of a lot of guys, yes, yes, y'all, to the beach, y'all, that type of thing. The 90s, they seem to have it together. As a matter of fact, I'm going to piggyback that with, there's a new show out called The Breaks, about, like, uh, startup hip-hop in the 90s. I seen the first episode, and I thought it was pretty good. 
the yeah, it's getting a lot of it's getting a lot of media coverage, so it's, it, it seems to be pretty good. I haven't had a chance to check it out though. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, that guy Woods, everybody knows that Wood guy, and then you got the kid Tristan from the Wire, and I guess nine hundred two one zero or something like that. He oh, was, uh, uh, Mac Wow, Mac Wow. Oh well, I think he's Mac when he's dealing with black people. He's Tristan when he's in his white world. Oh. <laughs> because his name is Tristan when he's on when he was on nine oh two one oh his name was fucking Tristan. Where the hell did Mac come from? But I think that's his I think that's his government name. Mac? I think his Tristan. government name Oh no, actor Tristan Wiles is his name. Mac Mac Wiles is what he used when he uh for his R and B album because he's also a singer. Right, right. See that's the name he's gonna use when he's dealing with us, if he's dealing with brothers and sisters, I'm not brother. But when he's when he's over there with the, uh, Christian uh, Dirts or whatever the hell that is, she's like, "Oh shit, I'm Christian people." But well, even like, from New York City. Yeah, yeah. Actually, from Staten Island. He he talked about he's from he's uh, the guy who's playing his father on the show is uh, Method Man. Oh, okay. Okay. And he, he he talked about how he knew Method from the block. And Meth would always come by and give him T-shirts and shit like that. You know, a little dusty kid in the block. Yeah, get some Wu-Tang clothes. All right. <laughs> you know. But it's uh, I would I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend the show. So far, so good. I thought it was not the greatest, but it's entertaining. And any time that you get to see old New York I think it's a treat, especially since a lot of people don't have no clue of how gritty and grimy New York actually looked. Mm. A train looked like uh, hell back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if you they show you look at old pictures of New York City. Yeah, yeah, the abandoned buildings, and you know you're gonna you, they're gonna talk about stuff like that, you know. Uh, so it's. I just felt kind of bad that the uh, the get down was like, damn, man, we did it first. Now on top of that, boom, we got to deal with this. But I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying both of them. Yeah, I, I have a recommendation for people too to uh, for something that they can look forward to or watch. Um, last night on PBS, which I just happened to have been flicking the channel, and they had something on called the Talk Race in America. It's about basically the talk that parents give their kids on how to interact with the police. And they show, like, the first hour was about how um, black and Latino people get treated by police in um, certain instances. And then there's the second hour was, like, how uh, dealing with the police and the police trying to deal with the community. It was actually a, a two-hour show, which was great because there was no commercials. So it was on PBS? Yeah, it was on PBS, so everybody could check their local PBS station and uh, look for that. You know what? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna get into that. And actually, I would like to talk about that. And you being in New York, I like to talk about on our next show because we've been holding off on it. Stop and frisk. Where is it now? What's going on with it? How does it affect you? Blah blah blah. You know. Oh yeah. That's that. That's something that's definitely be good to talk about. Cause I also feel like these are conversations that people are like kind of scared to talk about, uh, especially at this day and age. Because some people think that you automatically pull in the black card, and it's not like that all the time. So if people could come around and understand other people's point of views, I think this whole world would be a better place. But no, definitely our next show. Is, I want to piggyback those two together. Stop and frisk with the conversation because I'm going to try to figure out in my mind how horrifying that conversation must have to be at this day and age because I've seen something on TV and it wasn't with that show but it was a it was a man talking to his child and he broke down while he was talking to his child about this conversation but you know what it is we're conscious of it, but this is the same conversation that went on in the 1920s all the way through. It has never stopped. We just... Yeah. It, it's, it, it's just we have the media out there to perpetuate the visual. Did you... Uh, 
Did you have a chance to watch the 13 on Netflix? No, which is, I, I believe 13, they're allowing, they're just giving that away. Yeah, yeah, it's free on Netflix. So if you get a chance, it would be cool to watch that too before the, we have the conversation because it touched a lot on the prison system. Okay, so you know what? We, we're we going to talk about 13. We're going to talk about the stop and frisk. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about some more social issues on our very next show. Hey, Net, you got anything before we wrap this up, brother? Now, just as always, to tell the people, um, if you enjoy the conversation, <clears throat> join us on on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and especially our YouTube page at NetboyDoc. Please like our stuff, subscribe to it, comment, share. You can find us on all forms of social media at netboydoc. And if you have any insight on, what is it, 13? Stop and frisk. Uh, the con- uh, the conversation, is it? Uh, the talk, Race in America. Talk? Yeah, the talk. These issues, your insight is more than welcome. And we're going to tell you, this is Doc, on behalf of Doc and Netboy in our world, We're going to tell you have a great day, and as always, peace.